0: You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 45. welcome to the podcast. Today I have my daughter Bridget here again and we're going to just have a little back and forth discussion on emotional childhood and emotional adulthood. And um, Bridget has interest in a lot of these things and because I was talking to her I thought we would just have a little back and forth about this subject. Hi Bridget. Hey, hi everyone. How you doing babe? I'm doing good. So I am in, yeah, you're here. That's great. I am in Michigan and Bridget is in Indiana Mm -hmm. and she is, um, why don't you tell them what you're doing there before we get started?
1: Yeah. So I'm on the road right now um, and I'm working with a group called The Tapestry and The Tapestry Connect. And we are an opera rock fusion group. Um, And I'm one of the classically trained singers that sings at the front of the band. And we do mashups of everything from uh, Carmen to um, Puccini and a little bit of uh, the Beatles and Michael Jackson and uh, Metallica, all kinds of things um, somehow woven together uh, to make these really cool mashups that that really go together. It's, It's really awesome. So that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's fun. So follow them on Facebook
0: and look them up. Look up their music. Mm -hmm. They're probably, there's going to be some videos out there, right? Because you're going to Oh yeah, there's videos up.
1: Yeah. There's recordings. It's great. Yeah.
0: So follow the tapestry and listen to their music because we're really excited. They have a show tomorrow night, right? That's right. Yeah. In Evansville. So Evansville, if you're in Wisconsin, Wisconsin seven thirty PM. <laughs> Although <laughs> Studio Three Two One, this this podcast will be coming out probably after. Yeah, that, that's But right, that's okay. That's right. There's probably going to be shows
1: they could see. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so I'm happy that you're here today to talk to me, and and we just chose the subject because we both think it's really interesting, and so we're going to talk about emotional childhood, and then emotional adulthood, which is mm-hmm. kind of what we want. We want to be emotional adults. Yeah, that's we don't the goal. Yeah, we don't want to be emotional goals. Yeah, (laughs) we want to be emotional adults, but we don't always feel or act like emotional adults. Mm -hmm. So basically, what it means to be an emotional child is that we haven't matured with our emotions and taking responsibility for our emotions. We haven't evolved past our childhood because, as a child. When things happen in the world or things happen outside of you or somebody says something to you, your tendency is to blame that other person or that circumstance for your emotions rather than taking responsibility for those emotions as part of your thought life. And we've talked about this on the podcast before about how our thoughts create our feelings. And so that's kind of the basic concept of it.
1: Well, I think that's really interesting. that it comes from thinking that other people are responsible for our, for our feelings, because when you know we're children go- growing up, and you know some little girl gets pushed down or something, they go, "Oh, did that little boy hurt you?" or they or someone says something mean, and they're like, "Did they hurt your feelings, or you hurt that that child's feelings?" And so we're taught from you know when we're really young that we can affect other people, um, and we are responsible for. Their emotions and their feelings, and once you become an adult, that's not the case,
0: right? Then you realize that it's really all within you how you feel, right? So I wonder why do something to hurt someone else?
1: Yeah, exactly. And they can't do something to hurt you. So it's odd that we teach children that way, you know, instead of teaching them that they're responsible for the way that they feel. Yeah.
0: It. It would be better if if they were taught that as children, you know that that someone else can't take responsibility for your feelings, like they mm-hmm. can't take your happiness, no matter what they say or do.
1: Right? They can. They but you're can hurt also you res- physically. Oh yeah, I guess that was a that was a bad example, but um, that you know you have a responsibility to be to be kind and to um, consider other people. But at the end of the day that they aren't responsible for how you feel and how you act.
0: Yeah. And I think the reason that it's called emotional childhood is because when you're a child, you don't really have the cognitive ability to think that way.
1: And right. so a right. lot of
0: times you default to the blaming other people for your feelings and not taking responsibility. And then mm-hmm. some people just get stuck there. They don't right, grow right. up and they continue to play the victim when things happen to them.
1: But of course, like that's, that's natural. You know, I, w- I wouldn't fault anyone for, for being that way. If you didn't know, you know, if you'd never learned. So I, th- I think if it's, it's interesting that, that it's we don't, right. That we don't get to learn that, you know, growing up, like you're not, you're not taught that in school that you are responsible for your feelings and everyone else is responsible for their feelings in the way that they show up.
0: Well and I think also as children you're not you're not taught that having emotions is an okay thing.
1: Right, right. Like
0: like parents and teachers will tell you not to cry, they'll tell you not to be upset. They want you to always be happy. They're always trying to make you happy rather than teaching you how to deal with the positive and the negative emotions that we're all going to experience. I think that's a part of this, too, about the whole, about this whole handling right. your emotions.
1: So are you saying that we try to like um, put them off onto other people so that we don't have to deal with them?
0: I think so. Yeah, for sure we do. And that's part of that whole blaming other people for the way you feel. But I think that we don't teach young people or children in general or even adults because it's a struggle every day to be able to process negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Like we all love the good stuff. Yeah, you I know? agree. Like have a cookie or let's go play or, you know, <laughs> instead of being like today's a really sad day, so I'm going to be sad and that's okay. I'm
1: just going to feel sad. We, we resist. Right, right.
0: We want to resist it. And so I think going from emotional childhood to emotional adulthood is that ability to, Experience the feelings and mm-hmm. whether they're good or bad, and not push them away and resist them. And that's why, you know, as an emotional child, you want to kind of throw a tantrum and blame other people. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it really may, it means to be an, an emotional adult that you need to take responsibility for your own pain, take responsibility for your own feelings good or bad, and then not expecting other people to make you happy, which is a really important part of it, is that putting all of your emotional responsibility or your emotional life onto another person. And we sometimes get that way with our parents. We sometimes get that way with our spouses, our significant others. I mean, you've, you've only been married a year I've been married over thirty years, so. Yeah, at but I've experienced you blame your husband for the way you're well, feeling.
1: Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, and I have experience in like all realms of that. Like, I feel like I've had relationships where people have made me like the one that's responsible for their emotions, and that feels awful, you know. And then I feel like that's a breeding ground for a codependent kind of. Relationship,
0: yeah, like they were blaming you for their problems. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. or expecting me to make make them happy, or yeah, expecting me to be the one, yeah, that did something about it. And you know, knowing that that I couldn't do that other than, you know, be be supportive and be there. Well,
0: and I think that's really common with relationships is we have a tendency to want to find somebody that's going to fix it. You know, fix your life. So you think, okay, I'm just going to find this friend or I'm going to find this spouse or I'm going to find this partner that's going to take all of what I'm dealing with, all the crap that I have, mm-hmm. and they're going to fix it and I'm going to be so happy. All I need is to find the right person to be happy.
1: But at the end of the day, you're giving up all your power to that person. When you're not yeah. responsible for yourself and for your own well-being and your feelings, then you're you're giving all that away to someone else and that just – puts you in a weak spot. You know, right. you're not in control of your life at that point. Yeah. So yeah. like to be in control of your life is to be in charge of your emotions and be responsible.
0: Right, and then just having the knowledge that if something happens to you or or you have a bad feeling that that's on you and not on something that somebody else did. So let's think of an example of something that we can use to explain this a little bit better. Um, you talked about the kids, you know, hurting each other's feelings. I think that's a really good example right? where parents try to tell their children that they can hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And so not really teaching teaching people that it's not on others, it's on them. Um, I guess I would take the, re- the thought that, um, you know, the relationship thing I think is a really good example, trying to find somebody to make you happy. You know it's always like, I think happily that's the ever best after kind of thing, yeah, when you get married.
1: That's especially like I think that's the best example in adulthood is like you're trying to find that other person to complete you in a way. right. And, yeah, it's dangerous because you have to complete you in order to be in a, you know, complete full adult you have to have two adults showing up to the table not two emotional children or one emotional right. child and you I think
0: know. I think when you'd call it emotional
1: childhood welcome to the veterinarian life coach <laughs> podcast With the where we coach your animals and your people <laughs> oh I know what I was gonna say okay I
0: think that when we talk about emotional childhood It seems like it's kind of a negative term. When I first heard it, I felt like, okay, if you're calling me an emotional child, it's an insult or it's not fair, you know, and we think that we're always going to be in emotional adulthood, but I don't think that's possible. I think as humans, we're always going to slide back into that emotional childhood. Um, So having the awareness that it, it is a part of us and that you will periodically you know, I, I do it a lot because I'm one of those, I'm a big feeler and you get this, but if something's going yeah, yeah. on around me and there's chaos at work, I will start to throw a little tantrum like, oh my gosh, you know, this client's ticking me off or this client's upsetting me oh, or these, these people. people are driving yeah. me crazy or, you know, that that's emotional childhood, but, mm-hmm. but it's not an insult. It's not like I'm a baby, you know, it, it's a normal, it's a normal right. human process that you go through.
1: Yeah. Well, we're not all like perfect little Zen well, Buddhas right. that, you know, can let everything fall off. It's just right. not, and so <laughs> it's not yeah, human. When I first
0: learned about this concept, I was kind of like, well, um, if I want to be an emotional adult, I have to be constantly in that, you know, nothing bothers me <laughs> space. And I don't let my spouse bother me and I don't let my employees <laughs> bother me. And, um, but I think the right. real point about it is, the understanding that when you're going there in a big way and you're thinking, oh, my life is falling apart. And so that's why I'm sad. Or, you know, something happened. I got into a car accident and my bumper got torn off or what, whatever it is. And then you kind of get into that upset that you can realize that that's where you are and then work your way towards being more of an adult about it. Does that make sense? Am I explaining it? Yeah, it
1: correctly? does. Yeah, it's it's like allowing yourself to be upset and have those feelings if you want to have them, but taking responsibility for right. it. Right. Like, you know, it's not like you people are making me mad. It's just I'm mad at this situation and I'm gonna right. own that. Like it's not anyone's – like, no one's making me feel this way, but it, I'm mad and I'm going to feel that emotion. And actually, when you allow yourself to feel that without judgment or without blame, it makes it easier for that emotion to pass through you. Does that make sense? Like, you're not resisting it or
0: it, – Because it compounds. When you when you
1: own it and you mm-hmm. feel it, yeah. Um, I, I think, like, the, when I first learned about this concept – I actually like went. I kind of like doubled down in the opposite way. Like every time I had a negative feeling about something, I was like, "Well, this is just me having that feeling. Like I'm making the feeling like and beating yourself. myself up yeah. for it. Yeah, and Which like is really bad. and like doubling. Yeah, just making it even worse. And and being like, "Well, you shouldn't be mad about this because this is because you're, you're responsible an for being child. mad. It's not those people." Yeah.
0: Yeah. It can be used as an insult. It can be used as a self insult. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what I mean by that. It's like, you, you don't want to use it against yourself. You just want to understand it. And
1: yeah, that's where I went with it first when I learned about it. Cause it's hard to be like, okay, well, if no one else is responsible, then like, I'm just making myself feel like this. And like, why am I doing that to myself? <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> I must really just be like, a bad person. Instead of just you know, noticing. I, I must really suck because yeah, I can't of get just...
0: myself out of this emotional childhood. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so the the idea that you have to take responsibility for all your emotions while it's true isn't necessarily easy. It's not something that you're gonna be able to say, no. okay, today I'm in a funk. I don't know why I'm in a funk. You know, this happened to me a couple of days ago. I'm like, I am just in a funk. I I wasn't happy at work. I came home, I wasn't happy. You know, I I talked to your dad on the phone. I was like, I just I'm not happy right now, and I had to I had to sit with right. it and think about it, and okay, why is this? And and then be okay with it. It's like, okay, if I want to feel a little sorry for myself today for whatever reason, that's what I'm going to do.
1: I'll give myself a space right, to do that. Give myself
0: the space and not necessarily blame anybody else for it. You know, which which is. Than emotional adulthood, because I'm taking responsibility for my own feelings, but then not beating myself up for feeling those feelings.
1: Right. So I think like the important, an important point to make is that emotional adulthood is not equal to absence of negative right. emotion or never having a negative emotion come up. It's just like the owning of it and the allowing and it to be there. realizing that
0: it's human, That that that's the way it's going to be. You know, and we talk about the 50-50 in life where it's half negative, half positive. Right. And so you're going to have those days that are not going to be so great and you're going to have bad feelings, but that doesn't mean that then you're blaming the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Or blaming blaming yourself.
0: yourself. Yeah. And going into that, um, I think you said it before, um, that victim mentality. That
1: Yeah like why is why me why is this right. happening to me why and that's would you be being me? an emotional
0: child is the you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm acting out against the outer world that is victimizing me and causing these feelings
1: yeah and i think it's both a it's both a scary and like it's humbling and powerful at the same time to have this realization because at the end of the day like you're what you've got you're all you You got, you know? And if no one, yeah. And if no one else is responsible for your feelings, like, yes, you have to harbor like, okay, this is on me. But at the same time, that's, that's so empowering to be like, I'm in charge of this. I'm in charge of my life. No one can make me feel lesser than or anything that I'm feeling. Yeah. And I'm, I'm responsible for it, for me. And like that, how cool yeah, is that?
0: it is. It's very it's very empowering. Yeah. It's just I think a very difficult concept in the moment.
1: Like it's just daunting cuz no one wants totally to be responsible like, for that. It would all, be so nice. Selves. Yeah, it would just be so nice if we had like a a parent type person around us all the time that was just like, "Don't worry, like I got this. You go take a bubble bath." I'll deal with the hurt right. feelings. I'll take them like, all away. You just go enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's all like. Well, not and
0: when you're a kid, that's what it feels like. It feel, If you have good right. parents, I mean, hopefully most people do. But if, if you had decent parents that wanted to shield you from the world, a lot of times you didn't have to deal with the bad emotions. And you could throw tantrums when things didn't go your way, you know. And I think so many mm-hmm. of us carry that into our adult life where – you know, we just want to blame other people and we want to throw a tantrum when it's not going right. And we want to yell at other people in traffic when there's a traffic jam. Like, it's really not the idiots in front of you, you
1: know. Which is actually really cathartic, but.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. But think about you're sitting in the traffic jam and you're screaming at the car in front of you. Well,
1: that guy's probably you're, screaming. You're at- the only person that has to well, feel and
0: it. And you're the. The guy in front of you is probably screaming at the guy in front of him, you know? So we're all blaming each other. Yeah.
1: I think it's hilarious when, yeah, something like that happens and you watch the other person in the car just like freaking out at you. <laughs> and you just, you stay know, calm. when you, I don't know, it's like something so small and you just watch it happen and you're like, I, I always think, I'm like, you're, dude, you're the only one that's feeling that anger. Like, right. I'm not feeling that. I'm not responsible. Yeah. I'm not feeling responsible. Like, maybe I feel a little embarrassed, but that's <laughs> on you me. Cut him off or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it was. But like when you get all like enraged like that and blame other people, it's like it, you're yeah. just doing that to you. So you know? it,
0: it really, it's, it's if, so you, if you understand the concept and you actually use it to help manage the negativity and you realize that and you have to take mm-hmm. responsibility. So if you start yelling at somebody in traffic and then you stop yourself and go, like, oh, I'm getting angry but not because of this other guy cut me off because i'm choosing to feel anger and you can understand that then there's just a lot of power in that like it's it's a very empowering yeah. thing to to know
1: i find it easier to like let things go and like i i think it makes the negative half of life just lighter you know it's there but it's like i knew this like i know that the negative is going to be there and i'm not going to resist it or make it right. Not my fault. Yeah. You know, then you can like move through it and achieve your goals and you know, do bigger things.
0: Okay. So the one other example that I thought of in trying to explain this concept is we talked before about relationships and quote unquote, making each other happy and how sometimes people think that if they're in a relationship, either with a friend or, um, I would take, for example, my very best friend in the world, Karen, um, we've been friends since we've been in seventh grade. And so as best friends, quote unquote, you would expect that there was this back and forth and trying to make each other happy. And in my experience with, with this with this friend is there are times when I contact her, I text her, and I don't hear back from her for a week. Or I call her and leave a message and I don't hear back from her for a week. So if I were in a place of emotional childhood, I would get angry at her for her behavior. I would feel hurt by her behavior. And kind of use...
1: Well, you would be be making it mean... mean that she doesn't – making it mean whatever. Right. Or that, negative, she, that she should in have some way
0: take care of my needs. Like she's not calling me back. Right. So therefore she is causing a problem for this relationship. And mm-hmm. over the years we've been such good friends. With this particular friend, it doesn't matter to me. Like I have such a good feeling about this person no matter what she does or what she says that it doesn't matter to me that she doesn't call me back. If she calls me back a week later, I'm perfectly Mm -hmm. happy to hear from her. And so to me, that's a really good example of being in a really adult place with a relationship. And I I use that as an example because I never have any ill feelings towards this person, no matter what. And sometimes we get into these relationships with even people we're super close to, like our parents or our kids or our spouses where we want to blame them for every little thing or everything that they don't do well or the way we think they should do it. And that Mm -hmm. is emotional. That is being an emotional child by expecting people to act in a certain way in order to make us feel to meet my needs. needs. Yeah. If I, let's say I called Mm you and you didn't, you know, call me or text me back for three days. And then I was angry because I thought you were dead in a ditch or something. I was expecting you to behave yeah. in a certain way to protect me from the worry. Right? Right.
1: Right. And like, and I, I don't right. even know You're that's happening. You're just
0: doing your thing. You yeah. Know? And you think, oh, my mom's fine. Right. I saw so, her on Facebook yesterday or whatever. And so so right. if I was able to say, you know, I don't have any expectations for this person that no matter what she does or what she says, I'm always going to, you know, have good feelings about them. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I was going to say it's like you know that you are capable, like in your in the example with your friendship, you are capable of meeting your own needs in that friendship. Right. No matter what. Like you – so you're not making her responsible for like – feeling valued or loved or validated or whatever you, whatever you, you know, whatever emotion you get from, friendship. yeah, you give that to yourself first so that whatever, you know, if you guys get to hang out or not, it's, you know, just well, and I can icing on the to cake have love when for that No
0: matter what, you know, like you you can, right. you can be right. in a relationship and have feelings about somebody, even if you haven't talked to them in six months or a year.
1: I would say most of my friendships are that way, and it's kind of awesome because I think we both have this mutual responsibility in the friendship where we don't make the other person we we don't expect that from the other person. You don't try it, um, so we imp- can go for feelings on them or vice versa. Yeah, and like maybe maybe if I didn't hear from them in a while, I'm like, oh, like I'm sorry, they don't. You know, I'm I'm sad that I don't get a call from them every once in a while. But I know that's just like me and me wanting what I'm I need to give myself yeah does that make sense and and so most of the time I'm I'm just happy to hear from them when I do and if we don't talk for a while I just I know that we're still friends and it's it's really cool to have that mutual maturity in in a lot of my friendships no but I think that's a good that's a good thing to say
0: all right well go ahead and say what you wanted to say what were you gonna what point were you going to make about people pleasing? Oh. Do you want me to start? Do you want me to ask you something about it?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in the
0: past, um, you and I, Bridget, have talked about personality profiling, and we've talked about me being an a ENFJ, and that I have a tendency to want to people please, and I have that as my kind of harmony function that I, that I prefer. Mm-hmm. And so how do you think that that relates, that people-pleasing part of us? Because you have that, too, as part of your personality, being an INFJ, yeah. some of that. Um, how do you think that relates to this concept right. of emotional adulthood, emotional childhood? Do you think it has some kind of correlation? Well,
1: yeah, I think. yeah, I think it does. Um, I think that the people-pleasing comes out in us when we're not – as developed, you know, in our emotional function, I think we are less likely to people please when we are in emotional adulthood and uh, I guess when I say people pleasing it's um acting in a way that goes against your own wishes or your own boundaries because it makes someone else comfortable or you think it would make to them, them you're
0: trying happy. to control their emotions with your actions. Yeah, at the end of
1: the day, it's a control thing. Yeah. And I think you in order to be an emotional adulthood, you have to be willing to allow other people to feel whatever feeling they're gonna feel. So like a very base example would be someone made you a plate of cookies and they say, here, have these, like have one right now. And You, if you're in a people-pleasing mentality and you're feeling responsible for their feelings, you're going to say, well, it would make them upset. They'd be mad at me if I didn't eat this cookie. So I'm going to do it even though I'm trying not to eat sugar right now and I don't really want this and it's not part of my diet right now or whatever it is. Um, And in that way, you're not allowing them to be responsible for the feeling that they would have and you're taking responsibility for that and um so I, I would say that you have to be willing to allow that person to be upset or mad or whatever feeling they're going to have in order to be authentic to yourself um, yeah and allow to yourself. them to be an yeah. emotional adult
0: and if they choose not to yeah. that's and you're still like, not I, on you like if they choose to It's throw not your a responsibility if you to they take the cookie or you know get upset or cry yeah or you have to be do.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like I, you know, I cause I don't want you to have any ill will, but that's not my responsibility. But for my preferences and my emotions and my boundaries, I'm going to decline that Um, and allow you to feel whatever you're going to feel. And it can be, you know, a lot bigger than that. It kind of
0: works in reverse. Always a cookie. if If you're the one that offers the cookies and the person says no, it's your responsibility not to be hurt by that or feel quote unquote, like they hurt your feelings that you just have to take responsibility yeah. for, they yep. don't, they don't want the cookie, You're, whatever I feel about it. I, that's my, that's on me. Right.
1: That's on right. me. Yeah.
0: Or if they say these cookies mm-hmm. suck, they taste like crap. There's too much salt in them or something. I don't know. You yeah, gotta kinda, whatever. Kind of own that. Yeah. That's a real, I think that's true yeah.
1: because I, because at the if you're not doing that you're you're lying in some capacity you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the other person and i think that is a dangerous way to be and that doesn't mean that you should just, you know, be a jerk and be like no i'm selfish like i get what i want but you know there is a there is a value in having that integrity and authenticity and ability to say I'm responsible for myself and I'm going to allow you to be responsible for yourself and right. take that distance. And it's a
0: powerful feeling because then you're, you're the one that's in the driver's seat. You're the one that's in control of the way your life's yeah. going to go and the way you're going to decide to show up. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a jerk, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because. But it's a, it's a way to break a cycle. Like if you have a friend that, um, you know, would throw a fit if you didn't respond, you have to be willing to allow them to do that if that's the way they're going to choose to deal and not make yourself responsible for that. Yeah. And, and it
0: doesn't mean that you can't go back and if, if you acted like an emotional child in, in any given situation that you can't acknowledge that, take responsibility for it and then offer that up to the other person. You know, I, I know I hurt you. Mm-hmm. I, I did something that wasn't kind, not really hurt your feelings. I think that's a, it's a really hard phrase to let go because it's so ingrained in our culture is that you can hurt others' feelings, yeah. but, but that you're not being a jerk to somebody that you can take responsibility yeah. for, you know, overstepping or being judgy or.
1: Well, and I think if you're the one that knows the secret to emotional adulthood, I think it's okay to tell someone that doesn't know the secret. I'm I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry I made you mad, but also not you know, go home and be like, "Oh, yeah. I made them mad," like and feel like you're yeah, you responsible. You know, up. it's a, it's okay to say say, "I'm I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way." But I had to, you know, say what I needed to say or I needed to do this for me and then allow them to process that. I think if if you're
0: struggling kind of in that victim thought loop, you know, like you said, when you started thinking about your thoughts create your feelings, you started beating yourself up because you thought you should be in total control. But if you.
1: Yeah, you add right. judgment on top of right. the feeling and then, and then the really feeling ugly. has little feeling babies and then it's insane. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if if you're kind of in that right. space where you're just trying to learn this concept and you want to practice it a little bit, think about just your reactions in everyday life when something happens. Something that you can't control and something happen- that happens to you or or someone says something to you that you don't necessarily like and look at your reactions and then just accept what you're doing in that moment but then you can always go back later and think about it and say how could i have shown up in a different way in a more emotionally mature way and then the next time it's going to be so much easier to do it mm-hmm. in the moment i know with myself i'm very i'm very much because i'm a a high eye on the disc scale and i'm very chatty and all my feelings kind of come right out of my mouth before i think I have a tendency to spew everything. Like when things are happening, I'm like, oh, this stinks. And, you know, all these things that come out of my mouth. But the Mm -hmm. more I learn about myself and that tendency in myself, and the more I understand that I'm responsible for the things that I'm feeling, then I am better equipped to stop that when it starts and then give myself some grace and be like, okay, this is kind of your go-to and it's been the go-to all your life. And and you're changing it, but it it takes time and it takes practice and it takes self-examination. You know, you might have to go back home and write it all down, write the circumstances down and really think about how you showed up and how you felt and then, you know, work through that.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, I think like piggybacking off of that, the first step in um, like harnessing emotional adulthood is just observation and awareness without judgment like let it happen don't beat yourself up yeah if thing if things happen or you're being a victim or you're you know lashing out um it's more just like seeing like after that happens going oh that was interesting why did I do that and then think about it instead of in the moment trying to tailor your you know because eventually, the more that you're aware and the more that you are paying attention to that and thinking back on it after things happen, the more that you will be able to, like you said, uh, in the moment, you know, stop that before, before it, it happens. So far that
0: you, you're you throwing a t- actual tantrum. <laughs> yeah, it
1: it almost, yeah, it almost will happen naturally, actually. it's It's kind of surprising the more that you're just like, hmm, that was interesting that I you know, was so angry at them for yeah. not eating my cookies. <laughs> you know, because
0: I spent an hour <laughs> baking those.
1: Yeah, why did I make that? You know, so, why did I make them right? responsible right. for my happiness in that moment? You know, what am I not giving myself that I, do, yeah. that I wanted them to I'm give me? Just realizing me in that, that it's a journey. Yeah, it,
0: it's not a destination. Just like all things self development, it's like a continuum. You know, right. it's a continuum.
1: Right. I mean, if you're anything like me, you learn something new in self-development and you're like, how can I apply this right now and be the next version of myself? And yeah, and the reality is, and that's when you start beating yourself up and judging yourself. Um, And yeah, the reality is you have to learn the concept and then kind of just be aware of like what you're doing that contradicts that. And eventually your brain kind of works out the contradiction and you grow. That's what it's all
0: about, right? Personal growth. That's why we're here. That's why we love this stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. I love doing Mm -hmm. the coaching and I love talking to you about it.
1: It's
0: a lot of fun. So I'm really glad you could join me to talk about this.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This was really cool.
0: What we wanted to say and explained it a little bit. So hopefully some of you out Mm -hmm. there got something out of this. And if you did, send me an email. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything else you want to talk about on the podcast. Be happy to hear from you. Leave me a five star review on iTunes. We really need those to get those out there.
1: Yeah, that really helps um, get get the podcast up in the ratings and get more listeners. So, if you really enjoy what you are hearing here, a five star review oh, would be open. very helpful in sharing this yeah, with this is the rest we're of the having world. A good
0: time doing this. I love having Bridget on the podcast, and I love doing it too. So, I am really glad we were able to do this.
1: Well, and it's the most valuable information that they're not going to teach you in school or right. in life. You. So if you're here, you're All learning good really good right? stuff.
0: All right, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to have you. I'm I miss you. I hope you have fun singing tomorrow with the tapestry. The tapestry. Yes, yeah, it right? should be a That's
1: blast. Cool. Yeah, the tapestry. We're doing Abbey Road, the yeah. full album, top to bottom. It's gonna be All really right, cool. Rich,
0: thanks for being on the podcast. We'll talk again. We're gonna do more. We're gonna do Myers Briggs. We're gonna do some other things together. We're working that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All I'll right. Back. Bye, everybody. See you, soon. See you next week. Bye.